0: Welcome to the No-Till Farmer Influencers and Innovators Podcast, brought to you by Source from Sound Agriculture. I'm McCain Vogel, Assistant Editor of No-Till Farmer. In today's episode, Steve Hunt, President of Case IH dealership h and AgriPower, winner of the 2023 No-Till Innovator Award for Business category, talks about his dealership's involvement with Harry Young Jr. and the first ever commercial no-till plots on U.S. Soil.
1: So um, let's talk no-till a little bit. When did you first get involved with no-till, and, and
2: what did that look like? I'll tell you, it's going to go back a generation for me, and that's my, my father. So my father started out with W.R. Grayson Company as a fertilizer salesman years ago. And uh, he was involved with uh, probably the first no-till that, that, that there was in our county, which is Christian County, Kentucky, and Mr. Harry Young. He, he's he's kind of the grandfather of no-till so dad was his fertilizer salesman sold him some fertilizer and and uh and was aware of what mr harry was doing there so we're we're about uh, five miles from my house is where it was first ever uh experimented with be truthful with you so kind of unique there in the whole u.s, the whole US. that's right that's right
1: and that was about when
2: you're going to date me now, probably, and, and, and I have to be careful here. I think it was like the year I was born. <laughs> About 1961. And it was in the 60s, the early 60s. Now, I'm, I'm, uh, books out there. It's, it's got the exact dates and everything. And Shirley Phillips, the, uh, Alice Chambers Planner. Uh, engineer that helped him get started and do what he was doing, but I think your very first no-till could have been tobacco with uh, with with that kind of experimental deal. I can't can't remember. Dad dad can tell you all the story, but uh, very unique there to just just have that starting out in the county it really was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's neat for me to talk to you about that. I yeah. Got a personal
2: note. Sure, um, sure.
1: So you know Phil Needham.
2: Yes, Phil. A little
1: bit about him. He wrote. Um, you were the first to work with and test that Case 500 no-till drill. Uh, so tell me about Phil and that no-till drill. What were you thinking, testing that demo? What did it turn into?
2: Right, that, that, that's a very good question. Phil, Phil, uh, first of all, is a good friend, a good friend of the family of my sons. Um, he's, uh, he's an Englishman, came over from uh, England, Billy Joe Miles, Miles Farm Supply Group, uh, brought uh, he and uh, Chris Bowley over to uh, help us with our wheat yields, we were we were just terrible with wheat yields back in, the, in those days, and, and the English were growing, you know, 100 bushel wheat back then, I think. But uh, so so Chris and Phil did a lot for the wheat uh, industry in Kentucky where we started there, and um, yeah, we were we were pretty intimately involved with Case IH and the uh, and the and the development of the 500 T drill. So we're kind of a hybrid uh, dealer. Principal model here. We farm as well as have the dealership. So um, and and we are in a pretty remote area so they could come do a lot of demo and testing and nobody come driving by the 4 lane highway. So we're right next to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, a big air base down there. So it's kind of they're sealed off in the south. Nobody can get even in them. So anywhere around them. Um, brought the first uh, 500T uh unit down look at it didn't even look like a drill it just was on a a little cart and they took a bunch of readings and they planted wheat in no-till corn stalks so we no-tilled the wheat in and irrigated corn stalks I should say so very uh, unique uh, concept they were developing and trying to uh, see if we could drill wheat interseed the wheat in those very robust uh, residue left by that uh, irrigated corn, and, and that's where the that's where the first testing that that I was aware of that was done. that might have been some other somewhere else, but uh-huh. but we kind of got involved with that testing group yeah, then. You know, it uh, we didn't know at the time what it was going to do, but but they had already drilled and they were good with the data that they had, had gathered. And uh, a week or two went by and the wheat started coming up. <laughs> I said, okay, this 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 might be a good concept here, you know. So it. Uh, it's turned out to be uh, evolved into the uh, the five hundred T drill, and uh, we sell a lot. Uh, we're a hundred percent no till wheat on our farm, and uh, there was an initiative by the Kentucky Grain Growers Association. which I was on that board back then, my son's on that board now to be fifty percent no till wheat by the year twenty two thousand. So our board had really pushed it. it it's it's uh, it's very uh, it conserves your soil. It doesn't have erosion problems and and you can make more money with it. So we, we try to no-till the wheat, no-tillage there. Not every field we can do that way with, don't get me wrong, but uh, but there's a lot majority of them, we are 100% no-till today.
1: So you were talking about no-till and where you can and can't do it, talking uh, herbicides, fungicides, maybe you could, how do those other practices help in combination with these no-till drill, equipment, and practices?
2: Right, right. So, you know, we are we have a, a pretty wide Variability in our in our slopes, so erosion control is is for sure imperative. So that's where no-till comes in, really. So we don't have to till the soil whatsoever; just go in there and no-till the weed in the stalks. So when you no-till the wheat, then your your weed presence is is there. So you have to um, be sure your your herbicide program is 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 ramped up enough to handle all that difference that you be. Uh, pressure-wise for, for weeds and stuff. So uh, Phil, Phil and, and does a great job helping us manage the, the agronomy part of our wheat program, our no-till wheat program, and and changing up those herbicides be sure we don't build resistance, uh, all, all along taking care of those necessary weeds uh, suppression. So, yeah, it, 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 it's all a system approach to farming is what it is. What
1: would happen if you couldn't use those uh, weeds? Control.
2: Yeah, it would we probably couldn't no till if, if we didn't have uh, some some control for, for, for broadleaf weeds. It's uh you know, the the soil's there, you've got the corn stalks, you've got some weeds even growing up, you know, Uh, while you're drilling the wheat there's weeds there already established so you have to kill those and then and then keep those in check throughout the the growing season for the wheat which uh, it's a spring and fall application you have a fall application uh, to be sure they don't get out of hand then spring you have to treat it again because it's you know they go dormant and they come out in the spring and start growing so again it's it's an approach it definitely uh definitely takes some management that's for sure
1: and then re- residue management, and fungicides.
2: Yeah. So, so you know, we've evolved into uh, a lot of fungicide use, which which uh, has really helped our yields. So, first of all, in the corn, which uh, makes a lot more residue for the corn, which falls down, and then you have to no-till the wheat through that. So, we have to we have to have a pretty good product to, to get through that. All along, the the wheat and and Phil and and Chris and those guys. Brought this from England. Uh, So Syngenta companies, and then there's other companies today that make the fungicides for the wheat that that really uh, make our wheat healthier, longer. Because we're in in right there on the Mason Dixon line, and it's uh, we get introduced into all kind of different uh, diseases that that we have to stave off with fungicides. So we might apply fungicides three times. On, on our wheat crop you know just to, in different periodic times uh, to be sure we suppress that disease that's coming on it's all weather uh, well no no, majority weather driven so really wet humid conditions you know and and uh, again developed in england uh, very first so it's a uh, mythologys there agronomy's behind it. it it definitely makes us more wheat that's for sure
1: great let's talk about your role in the case of dealer advisory board and Maybe talk briefly about how you got involved with that, but but also how that your role maybe in that has helped no-till.
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, back, I was on the K-S-H dealer advisory board, and and I was on the crop subcommittee under that advisory board. And that's where I started on the board. Um, so you know, we we go to the meetings and they ask our opinions as dealers, and and again, I bring a little different perspective, being a farmer slash dealer, uh, to the table that that. A lot of them don't have. Now, there's more than me that way, but but still, it's it's a different model. So when we start start talking about planters and what we need for planting and, and, and seeding as well with with a five hundred T, I give some direct input, you know, on, on what we need. And just like I said, we can't get through the residue with the current no-till drills. Uh, properly to get a seed to soil contact to get that emergence bring that to the table and that's kind of where we I guess where the 500T drill was born you know that way so uh, single disc drill um, that's that's kind of where it, it came from and um, our 2000 series planter you know we had a, a 1200 series planner it was great but it, it it still needed some some refinement. So so Case IH uh, took all of the dealers, not just mine, but all the dealers' input in the room, and and went back and built a 2000 series planter unit that is is um, best in class. I mean, it's it's hands down uh, by far the best. Again, a lot a of, lot of you know we we had a lot of input there on, on on our own farming operation with that with those developments, and and the tickle of death by the way to do that to, to have something that's going to really work well to promote farmers. Uh, bottom line is what we're, what we're after to make sure we can help everybody make more money. That's how we stay in business. Um, but, uh, you know, we're pretty innovative in our county. That's where the Martin Road Cleaner was born there. Uh, no-till, I mean, it was kind of, that, that, that kind of took no-till to the next level, you know. So uh, my, my uncle was... was uh, uh, very good friends with Mr. Howard Martin and, and, and they collaborated some on that even and and it was very unique in what they developed, uh, for sure. And it uh turned out to be very popular obviously and and, and um Steve is, his son's took taking that company and developed more products and my son works with Steve quite a bit on new products all the time for, for different different attachments and different needs we have so very good. Uh enjoyed the time on the D B and really uh I uh, feel like the, um, our group made a, a, a lot of input there on, on no-till and helping no-till further.
1: It sounds like you guys really pushed them to the next level on on getting no-till commercialized so that people could, could really uh, reliably right. use that
2: practice. Sure, absolutely so, definitely, yeah. definitely. not trying to put words in your mouth. No, no, you're 100% right. That's what I'm hearing. Yep, yep. Well, it, it, not, not bragging about anything here. We just, we, we told them what we, what we thought, what we needed, and, that, and that's what we did, and it worked very well
1: on the dealer advisory board I guess you advise them right (laughs) that's
2: what it means (laughs) don't ask me if you don't want to know (laughs) so
1: you were let's talk twin spinner combine options
2: oh yeah
1: this is another technology you got on board with pretty early so what tell you know well maybe just describe it sure twin spinner combine. what does it mean
2: yeah Dan so the twin spinner on the Case-Age Combine, it's residue management at the rear of the Combine and how it distributes the residue. So really, um, I can't take credit for that. I'm just gonna have to tell you. Scott Huber asked me why I wasn't using that, okay? Scott and I are really good friends, okay? And Scott has double crop and no-till just like we do. And going back, if you roll the clock back here 10 years uh, prior to the AFX Combine, the older model Combines, 2388s and 2588s had the twin spinners on the back so that wasn't available on the new afx initially so uh i think it was developed maybe for the rice country i'm not 100 sure somebody in case will probably correct me on that but uh scott made me aware that option was out there he said you've got to have those i said and we we started using those twin twin spinners uh could control the speed on the old combine you couldn't it just was set but with that with the chopper and the combine the the, the new High residue management chopper that Case IH has, you can manage a residue unbelievably, uh, best in class. I mean, still is today. So to, we still have that ability to. to if you make it, you got to put it back out there, and you got to spread it out pretty even because you got to gonna have to go through it again. So the Case has done a good job of, of the homework on that. Now, might not have been developed for wheat, but
0: we're using it for
2: wheat. <laughs> it's it's awesome, by the way. Why not? Yeah, Phil, Phil liked it because he could plant through the, the corn stalks and the bean stubbles and stuff without any problem. He, he loved the way it did uh, distribute the residue behind the combine, but uh, awesome.
0: We'll come back to the episode in a moment. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Source from Sound Agriculture, for supporting today's podcast. If you want to make your fertilizer plan more efficient, source it. Source from Sound Agriculture optimizes the amount of crop nutrition supplied by the microbes in your soil, providing 25 pounds of nitrogen and phosphorus per acre. It's cost-effective and easy to use. Just throw it in the tank and spray in season. If you want to unlock your crop's potential and increase ROI, there's only one answer. Source it. Learn more at sound.ag. And now, let's get back to the episode. Well,
1: beyond prototyping. You've been working with education and promotion on variable nitrogen rate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that with a no-till system?
2: Yeah, That's a good question. You know, we um, this kind of goes back to my tenure on the Kentucky Small Grand Board. Okay. And uh, working with University of Kentucky, uh, Phil Needham, Lord Murdoch, Dr. Murdoch was kind of the grandfather of this with us. We were the practical application. We had the equipment. Uh, we used the tremble equipment, the green seeker uh, technology. So, and, and this kind of goes way back here to water quality, really. So we kind of this is this is where uh, the nit- nitrogen management uh, before it got so expensive. That's where we were trying to be be sure we were sound in what we were doing out there, not just putting on. 100 units to put on 100 units. Put on what that crop needed where it needed it. So we've uh, done a significant testing with it. It's, um, and and in fact, more than Trimble, I think Ag, Ag Leader has that today. I mean, there's several centers in the market today that, that actually does that. So uh, we've, uh, pretty much every acre of our wheat, uh, the second shot always gets that uh, green stick around right over it and uh, just put the nitrogen where you need it. So it reads the chlorophyll in the leaf, the algorithms that feel and Dr. Murdoch and my son kind of all collaborated together, we have a test strip, so we have to kind of teach it what to do. Uh, it takes off and goes, and it applies the nitrogen, so it's pretty amazing how it works. You won't put, you won't over-apply, but you won't under-apply, so you might have some yellow wheat out there that really needs maybe 130 units, and 60 units at a time, whatever, it'll put that on there for you, where if you have a really green streak, where if you had a maybe a tobacco patch or something that kind of got an edge of it it'll back that rate off so you won't put too much on therefore conserving the nitrogen costs today by the way and the nitrates in the soil we're putting what the plant needs where it needs it
1: how many people in your sense are doing that
2: you know it, it's several there's uh, i think uh, there's some some technology out there coming uh, even today that's going to be even more advanced than that today. So, that's it's where it's all headed. I mean, it's technology is driving our profitability on the farm. Uh, uh, the, the, that, that that technology goes back a lot of years ago, so, uh, more than 10 years ago. So, uh, there's, there's more technology today that's going to drive our business and drive our profitability on the farm, too, as well. You
1: can just answer the next question without me
2: asking it. Oh, that's not good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I messed up. <laughs> no, that's great.
1: Um, all right, so for your farm, I guess, when did you adopt no-till, and then um, why did you decide to do it? And you were an early adopter, so what was the community's reaction then and now?
2: Right, that's a, that's a very good question. So, you know, um, when I was when I was managing our family farm operation, we weren't as much no-till as we are today. We... Um, Brandon, my son, come back to the farm from college, and, and, and I was on the grain gore board. That's kind of when the no-till initiative came along, and, the, and also the equipment, the 500T drill, came out. We were no-tilling corn, um, and, and that's, a, that's a little bit of a, our soils are so rich in clay that we have a hard time no-tilling, okay? And, 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 and some people have done it very successfully. We were not that successful. So today we're strip-tilling our corn. We do all everything in strip-till for the most part we can. And that'll break up that clay barrier and that, and, that, and that clay compaction and plant that seed right over the top of that ripped trench, which is great. Uh, the wheat, we're, we're just 100% no-till wheat. That, that's, we've got that. Brandon's done a good job with the process with Phil's help of getting that process down. Uh, again, it's a system way of farming. You, is there's things you got to do different, just like strip till is. Some things you have to do different. It's not for everybody, but it's been adopted quite significantly. To be truthful with you, and it's where the money is. So, so you do it for the monetary reasons here and the yield, and that uh, both come out. Did
1: you get sideways look from people when you started it.
2: You know, it was. Some of them called it. Let's see. what they got farming ugly. Is that, I've heard that on. You know, it's a it. Uh, Plant, planting that wheat with those corn stalks, you know, still standing out there. You're out there planting with a drill and uh, it doesn't look too pretty. And it comes up and you get you get good germination, but you really can't see it real good until, you know, if wheat gets up about this tall. It's uh, still see the corn stalks sticking through it, but you know, it's all about the, yeah. Like, what did they do out there? It looks like, interesting. So again, it's all about the bottom line. You know, where, where, can, you, where can you generate the most revenue? That's for sure.
1: And so now I imagine it's kind of commonplace, more people are doing it, communities sort of yeah. um, maybe not everybody's on board, but it's more mainline, main, yep.
2: uh, mainstream maybe. Yeah. From no till there's been some minimum till come out, you know, they just knock the stalks down one time, then run a no till drill over it, and then that's that's everybody's preferences are different. But I think that uh, the evolution of no till has changed a, a, a lot of the way we do things. It really has. From from Mr. Harry's start, you know, with old Alistair Planner and the big fluted culture there, it's come a long way, it really has. Well,
1: congratulations. I understand you got a, an award this year, your dealership uh, or your business uh, for the No-Till Innovator Award.
2: Yeah, thank y'all for that. I appreciate it very much.
1: Yeah, so what what is that Award
2: mean to you and your business? Oh, I tell you what, to, to, you know, to put us in the class that that does. And, and my, this is my opinion, but first of all, we're all about our people. It's not about uh, Steve Hunt and Wayne Hunt. It's it's about our people in the business. You know, it, it just I'm kind of all really to be to be honored in, in this in this regard because you put put us in the bucket with the Mr. Harry Youngs of the world and and the the true innovators, the the Howard Dean Martins of the world. I mean, those guys are the true innovators. We always have tried to help the farmers be better. That, that, that's what our job is. You know, it's, uh, does that sell iron? Sure, it, it's going to sell iron some, but, but it sells the right iron. We we want to be sure to try to help that farmer make make more bottom line because he's going to spend money if he does. He's going to be in business if he does, and, that, and that's what our job is as, as as equipment dealer.
1: Well, it sounds like you're well-deserving based on the, the industry you've told it, today and, and your involvement <laughs> over the years, so... Uh, really, uh, Congratulations! I think you
2: deserve to be in that. Well, Dan, thank you very much, and and again, I'm 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 pretty humbled by by the award. It's uh it's in a whole different class. It really is. But again, it's I can't say it enough. It's about our people, and our company, and what we've done. And it's that's we've got leadership, and and, and they drive every day to, to just what we've been talking about today. They they look at it. And what what does that farmer need? Are we filling that farmer's need today? Or do we have all the gaps covered? That's what we look at, and and we set ourselves apart that way. We try to anyway. So appreciate. The award thank you very much it's very very honored to, to receive the award
1: great work um, so i guess this is your time to tell us whatever you're working on whatever you'd like to tell <laughs> us about what you got going
2: on yeah well you know what um uh, well, Brandon needs to be here more than, than me on this probably you know we're we're, we're all the time refining farming operation our, our own farming operation strip a conference coming up here you know and it uh Pretty innovative there, Jeff. Jeff Morgan's on our management team. He's—it's hard to demo strip till all the way to planning, you know. And but we really are um, looking at that pretty hard here. It's definitely a, a, a difference. Now, it's not going to be to the extent everywhere, but but in our area, it's a significant difference when you do the strip till uh, process. And it is a process. It it, it took us. Uh, hunt farms it took uh, several years to get there with equipment but we're really evaluating the strip tail process and and fertility where to go uh it's it's pretty uh pretty uh, challenging you know exactly what do you do we're old fertilizer people so we feed the soil to feed the plants you know so where is the best bang for the buck there and t- to help farmers make the most bottom line that's what we're after today we're really chasing that pretty hard uh, we see a pretty pretty bright future we think for that that process that's pretty much wherever you are it's gonna be some difference in different areas for sure but uh in our home county where the red clay is we know what it will do because it's just tillage alone is a significant difference uh but it's not for everybody you gotta manage to get there and boy brandon uh i'm we're still not 100% strip-till ourselves, but, but we're trying to get there, though. And it, it definitely is a difference, for sure. So we're, we're trying to be on the cutting edge of stuff like that and looking at that and autonomy. Where's autonomy going to fit in here, you know? And, and, and what is the next thing here? So I, I think that's what we're trying to look for, is, is to be sure we keep, uh, keep pushing, keep looking, keep driving forward here to help our customers be better. Because that's what I do every morning when I get up, I want to be better than I was yesterday. That's
0: it for this episode of the No-Till Farmer Influencers and Innovators Podcast. Thanks to Steve Hunt for that great conversation. And thanks to our sponsor, Source from Sound Agriculture, for helping to make this podcast possible. A transcript of this episode and our archive of previous podcast episodes are both available at notillfarmer.com slash podcasts. And for entire staff here at No-Till Farmer, I'm McCain Vogel. Thanks for listening. Keep on no-tilling and have a great day.